Welcome back to Awakening Reformation, where Reformation awakens now. My name is Grant, and joined with me is my beautiful wife, Erica, the Weaker Vessel. Hey, y'all. If you'd like to get to know more about Awakening Reformation podcast, go to rebelalliancemedia.com. You'll get more information about our network. You can subscribe to Rebel Alliance Media in iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. To financially contribute to the network, go to patreon.com slash Rebel Alliance. We would greatly appreciate it. Give us your monies. And tonight we are continuing our series, Uncovering the Origins. This is episode two Mm -hmm. of the series. Hope you enjoyed the first one. Tonight's topic is going to be Planned Parenthood. Yep. So this should be really good. Yeah. I don't know if you saw in the news last week Uh how Planned Parenthood dropped their Title X... Family programs funding. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Essentially what that means is that Trump put pressure on Planned Parenthood and said Mm -hmm. that they could continue to receive a quarter of a billion dollars. Mm -hmm. Yes. Billion dollars. Yeah. From the feds. If they agreed that Planned Parenthood would stop providing abortions. Yeah. Because one of the family programs within Title X is for the government to pay for people to get health care. But Trump was super sneaky, and so he refused those funds to go to any entity directly or by referral Mm -hmm. um, that provides abortions. So obviously Planned Parenthood provides tons. So even if it wasn't for an abortion, Trump refused uh, any money to go to that entity because they provide abortions. Mm -hmm. So essentially, he said, hey, guys, you can keep getting money, but you're going to have to stop doing abortions. In order to be a part of this program and get a quarter billion dollars from the federal government, just stop having abortions. Well, the funny thing is, is that Planned Parenthood in the last year especially has tried so hard to shed (laughs) their uh, image of abortion, their, their death image. And they've tried to just, you know, pitch themselves as, oh, no, 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 we're not even about abortions solely, though we do provide abortions and we're proud of it. What we're really about is just providing quality health care to women. That's right. Abortions are not even the majority of what we do. No, it's mammograms Mm -hmm. and pap smears and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, that's what we do. They actually fired one of their presidents and hired someone else because they thought maybe this new president would be able to more effectively market their new branded image of health care and women's quality health care. But even despite all those efforts, they drop out of this program. Why? Because they love giving abortions. Because it really has nothing to do with quality health care. If they really cared about giving women quality health care, they'd say, sure, we'll stop doing abortions if it means we still get this quarter of a billion dollars to give women pap smears and mammograms and all the other things they claimed. Yeah. But that wasn't really what they wanted. They wanted to keep killing babies. Yeah. And we'll get into that in a little bit. Okay. So how did But that's this... a very interesting development. Yeah. It's the first time in I don't even know how many years they have not been eligible to receive that money from the government, which well, is good. awesome. Yeah. Huge step in the right direction. Yeah, exactly. And Whatever that's... you think about Trump, like that was a brilliant play. Yeah, it's incredible. And like 
you know, like we always say, we believe in incrementalism. So we we love these little steps Mm -hmm. in the right direction that our government makes to abolishing abortion in our land. And I got this from Doug Wilson and I just say I'm pleased, but I'm not satisfied. Mm hmm. And so let's keep going. Right. We have more ground to cover, but this is a great step in the right direction. And we should be sharing this article all over. It was an NPR article. Um, We don't know if you guys saw it, but go share it. Did you see how um, quiet people have been on social media about this development, though? Yeah, nobody is sharing it. Even even people that are pro-life that we see share a lot of things haven't even shared it. It's kind of shocked. Yeah. I, we talked about perhaps um, algorithms being meddled with and uh-huh. things like that. Well, and a lot of big articles will get um, syndicated with certain websites. So, uh, you know, Fox does something and then like every other lower level news site will pick it up and share it also. And it kind of spreads spreads the story. But with this story, we haven't even we haven't seen that happen. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. It was NPR, which is huge. You know, they share all kinds of stuff right. across the board. But it's weird that we haven't seen big organizations share it or do their own story on this. So in case you're from a different country or you just I don't even know, somehow you don't know what Planned Parenthood is. That's what we're talking about tonight. Planned Parenthood is the largest abortion providing clinic in America. By far. I mean, it blows everyone else out of the water. Yeah. Planned Parenthood um, actually was founded by a woman named Margaret Sanger. Mm-hmm. And Margaret Sanger was born in the year 1879. She was born in New York, actually. Go figure. Oh, okay. It's where all wonderful things come from. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Margaret Sanger was, I mean, a feminist, obviously. I mean, did you really expect anything less? Yeah. She was a massive proponent for birth control. So late 1800s was kind of when that became popular, right? Uh, well, we're going to talk a little bit about the, no pun intended, evolution of all this. Okay. Um, but she was a huge proponent of birth control. Mm-hmm. And she was influenced by a English psychologist who was named Ellis. Okay. And essentially his views were just incredibly feministic. He advocated for women to explore their sexuality. He thought that if women could have sex without having to worry about pregnancy, Mm -hmm. that women would be less sexualized. Somehow, I don't know. That backfired. Yeah, that backfired big time. And um, he basically thought that women should be viewed as more than just sexual playthings. And all he did was basically make them that. So Margaret Sanger loved this idea that women shouldn't have to be ashamed of their sexuality. And I don't mm-hmm. know if this was an overreaction to a more Victorian, uh, yeah, buttoned up point. type, uh, you know, women couldn't even show their ankles kind of a thing. Well, that was kind of the tone of the our, our culture in what, the 20s anyway, right? And that like, The turn of the century, like leading, for sure, yeah, yeah. Leading up to that decade, was because I mean, that decade was real bad. Um, so she was very influenced by this guy loved him. She really did embrace this idea that women could be very sexual creatures, that they could actually enjoy sex, which was, I guess, very counterintuitive to some women back then, that Mm -hmm. sex was for creating babies only. Okay. Which, I think there are even nuances of that in Christianity nowadays, some of the more, like, staunch 
fundamentalist. Fundamentalist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. So this could be also in regards to some bad theology there. But So she believed that women should, instead of realizing that God created sex between a man and a woman mm-hmm. to create babies, yes, but also to bring about intimacy between that right. marriage, she hated the idea of Christianity altogether. She thought that it was religion's fault that women were over-sexualized. Um, she faulted Christianity for the over-sexualization of women and for the oppression of a woman's sexuality. Well, I could see that. <laughs> if you're coming from an evolutionary uh, mindset and and obviously not uh, not a Christian, you would see any sexual law or rule in the Bible and think, how oppressive. And we hear this today. I mean, this sounds like someone that comes right out of our culture. Our today. modern feminist culture. Yeah. She certainly was a modern feminist woman, too. Mm-hmm. Which, side note, she had three children, the youngest of which was named Grant. What? Are you serious? Yep. Grant Sanger. Man, that's horrifying. <laughs> that's such a bummer. That just brought <laughs> me down for this episode <laughs> big, big time. <laughs> uh, okay. Was she married? She was married, yeah. To she, what? A man. What? <laughs> Could we call him a man? Um, so Margaret Sanger was also influenced very greatly by a man named Sir Francis Eugene Galton. Okay. He was knighted. I don't, wow. I didn't look into all that. I don't know why he was knighted. How important. But he actually was the one who coined, who has coined the term eugenics. That was in 1883. Okay. So actually shortly... Shortly after Margaret Sanger was born, this idea yeah. of eugenics began to take off. Yeah, okay. He was very prolific in the study of eugenics, mm-hmm. obviously was incredibly racist, and fun fact, his half-cousin was none other than Charles Darwin. Are you serious? Half-cousin? Half-cousin. He was heavily influenced by Charles Darwin and Charles Darwin's uh, literature and ideas, who obviously Charles Darwin was the one who came up with a theory of evolution. Mm-hmm. Natural selection. Natural selection. Um, so all of Francis Galton's ideas of eugenics mm-hmm. very much came from a very evolutionary worldview where the strong of the species survive. We ought to be creating a stronger species, right. meaning healthy, beautiful, uh, wealthy, educated people mm-hmm. ought to have children yeah. and continue their species. And inferior, they would call them like lunatics or idiots. They ought not to have children reproduce. If you were poor or you were black or you had any type of deformity, then you ought not to reproduce because you are not the strongest of the species. And this is eugenics that you're talking about. This is eugenics. This is the idea. This is the idea that Francis Galton adopted and Margaret Sanger latched onto. Okay. So because she was influenced by these feminist and evolutionary ideas. And eugenic ideas. Yeah. Yeah. She um, kind of put them all together and created a league in 1921. Okay. And that was called the American Birth Control League. She actually opened her first clinic in 1916, which was a birth control clinic. And as you can imagine, this created quite a buzz. This was so countercultural in that time that a woman could stop her fertility, could pause her fertility. It wasn't taken from her like 
in cases of sterilization, but she could pause it. That was a very new concept. And then she could regain her fertility whenever she wanted. She Mm -hmm. could just stop taking birth control or stop using birth control. And so obviously America is a nation built on Christian principles and Christian ideologies, which is the cultural mandate to uh, fill the earth and to multiply multiply and be fruitful. And this would have been unheard of. We know that ancient Egyptian cultures and some other cultures did have other forms of birth control, things Mm -hmm. that they did that they realized, you know, stopped pregnancy, not only abortion. Yeah, or abortions. Yeah, brutal, brutal abortions um, or infanticide. Yeah, infanticide. uh, Infanticide, but we're talking like, you know, children have been born, they're months old or a couple years old Mm -hmm. and putting them to death. But this is a, a move that is in stark contrast to the Christian culture that America was built on. Well, remember, Margaret Sanger hated Christian culture. Yeah. That was something that she blamed for the oppression of women. And so she was going to liberate women in their sexuality, and she was actually going to do so while claiming that a woman's first duty was to the state. Oh, wow. So once again, we're going to have Big Brother involved, and Margaret Sanger is going to say, a woman's duty is to the state and to the government. Mm-hmm. And so in order to create a more pure state or a more um, advanced, evolved state, yeah. what should happen is that people who are wealthy, mm-hmm. people who are well off and healthy, high IQ, they ought to produce children. Yeah. And people that are poor and people that are malformed or uneducated, those people ought not to have children. Or of certain races. When people accused her of believing in eugenics Mm -hmm. or being a racist, she would say that she did not believe that poor people or people of lower means ought not to have any children Mm -hmm. at all, simply that limited births should happen and that people should live within their economic means. So they should have a cap. Basically. A kid cap. I don't necessarily know what that cap was in her mind, but it was clear that when she set up her clinics, she set them up in very poor... Yeah, she ended up setting all of her clinics up in neighborhoods or in villages or cities that were full of people that eugenics would say need to go away. So her very first clinic was actually set up in the Bronx. And Bronx is full of... uh, Black people. Full of black people Mm -hmm. and immigrants and the poor. Yeah, it still is it to this day. It was not Manhattan. It was not Manhattan where all the money is. Well, Manhattan, actually. I mean, New York in itself has always been a city of immigrants. Mm-hmm. And it has always had its fair share of poor people. But the Bronx especially has always been a black neighborhood. And actually, she was so crafty that when she set up her clinics, she would make sure that they were staffed by black people. So when black women came in to have abortions, they saw saw a friendly face. They saw someone they could relate to, that they would feel safe with. If black women who were poor and destitute came in and saw a rich white doctor... They would feel instantly like they didn't belong there. That wasn't their neck of the woods. Remember, this is all during segregation. And this is during mm-hmm. um, like the height of, you know, Nazi Germany. And like all this stuff was still happening mm-hmm. at that time. Like this this idea of an integrated society, had not society hadn't happened yet. Yeah. So the fact that she was wise enough to put black doctors or black mm-hmm. nurses, black receptionists, whatever in her clinics to make people more comfortable to kill their children. It's crafty. It's crafty. Yeah. She was a smart woman. Evil, but smart. Yeah. 
Well, before we get any further into the discussion, let us take a quick break and we will be right back. Hey guys, this is Brian. And this is Jesse. And we run Reconciled Media. We create reformed, presuppositional, and post-millennial content. Check out Reconciled Radio, where we've interviewed guests like Joel McDermott and Darren Doan, and the Alpina Antithesis, where we engage with the issues and events around our community from a full-orb, faith-for-all-of-life, Christian worldview. Both shows can be found on Apple Podcasts at Reconciled Media. Go to Facebook.com slash Reconciled Media to stay up to date with our latest content, memes of the week, and our Reconciled recommendations. Thanks, and go cultivate a kingdom culture. We are talking about Planned Parenthood this episode. And Margaret Sanger. Its founder, who mm. is an evolutionist and someone who believed in eugenics. Yeah. So if you're just joining us, we're talking about Margaret Sanger, who was the founder of Planned Parenthood, mm-hmm. who, like Grant said, was a eugenicist. Yes. Who was a racist. And to this day, many people will laud and herald as one of the greatest feminists ever. Yeah. Hillary Clinton has has said that she's one of her heroes. Yeah. This person that Which isn't believed, really surprising when you think about who Hillary Clinton not. is as an individual, but... But it's just a complete hypocrisy when you think of the yeah. agenda of the left and, you know, their claims that, you know, Trump and the right are so racist... And they're the ones that want to support Planned Parenthood, which was founded by, by a, a racist. So so she was actually invited by the Women's Auxiliary of the Ku Klux Klan to come and speak for them. Because obviously the Ku Klux Klan are oh racist gosh. and believe in eugenics as well. Yeah, so again... If, White supremacists. If the KKK find her as a hero, maybe not someone you should uh, follow in Yeah, probably anything. not. That should yeah. be your first sign. So she went and she spoke for them, and she received a little bit of heat for it. Go figure. Right. And she said, to me, any aroused group is a good group. So as long as they're willing to listen to me, and as long as they're willing to, like, push forward the cause... I'm good with it. Well, even if they're lynching black people and killing Jews and doing all types of terrible, sinful, heinous crimes, it's fine as long as they listen to me. That's pragmatism on cold. No, it's because they were actually working towards the same cause, which was the eradication of a race that they deemed inferior. Yeah, it worked for her. This is good. This works for me. This is Hillary Clinton's hero, BT Dubs. And she said, too, that when after she spoke to the group, that she ended up getting dozens of invitations mm. to speak for them. So they really liked her. Ku Klux Klan really liked her. Mm. So today, Planned Parenthood has 
I think a little bit tried to distance themselves from their founder, Margaret Sanger. If you were to ask the president of Planned Parenthood, who is ever-changing depending on what they need as the face of their organization, they will basically say, like, yeah, we know she had her faults, but it was a more primitive world back then and we've come so far. When are we ever so forgiving with anyone else? Like, only a death culture is okay with winking at racism and eugenics. Yet we strip down any statue of Robert E. Lee. Or we will, like, flog a president because he made some sexist comments. Yeah, 20 years ago. Or because he wants to change immigration laws. Like, that's terrible. We would stone him in the streets if we were allowed to. Or we'd leave a president in office when he cheats on his wife in the dang White House. But we will look at Margaret Sanger and worship her for freeing women of their fertility and allowing for them to be more sexual creatures. So the claims of Planned Parenthood's being put in minority... Uh, neighborhoods has been challenged a little bit, but there was this article I read where someone did a study and they said that it's inaccurate to to make that claim based on uh, zip code. He said if you do a study, but you draw a like I think he did a five mile or a ten mile mm-hmm. radius of the actual Planned Parenthood center, right? The the percentage of minorities of black neighborhoods or Hispanic neighborhoods uh, in that radius is incredibly high. The percentage is really high. That zip code might be more white or more affluent or something like that. But the the actual proximity. Yep, Mm -hmm. the actual proximity of where the center is and why? Because then it's in walking distance. Yep, because even a poor person can walk. Right. So if you hear that claim like, oh, we don't do that anymore. You know, we might have had a rocky beginning, but, you know, we've really cleaned things up. It's a it's a lie. It's a lie. Yeah. They're still operating in the same same fashion. Well, you know, it's a lie because if they really cared about providing health care to women, they would have kept their quarter of a billion dollars the government was giving them. Mm -hmm. But they don't care about providing health care for women or helping women. They care about killing babies. Right. And Margaret Sanger wanted to keep poor, black, Jewish, unfit, in her eyes, unfit Mm -hmm. people from reproducing. They need to live in their economic means. Meaning, if you're poor and you can't even afford to feed yourself, you better not be having kids. Yeah. Obviously a complete disregard for anything godly. Yeah. Also, Margaret Sanger, who, you know, everyone loves on the left, was completely against immigration. She Mm -hmm. hated the fact that people were allowed to come to our country from other countries. She particularly hated anyone that was Italian, anyone that was black, anyone that was Jewish. She hated them. And she thought that immigration ought to stop because we already had enough unfit people in America and we need to stop allowing more in. It's just crazy, isn't it? Yeah. The the hypocrisy. Yeah, the hypocrisy of the left on this, on on all of these issues, abortion, immigration, and yet people who, um, you know, founded entities that they love. I mean, just look at her heroes. Look at people who influenced her. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard. It's hard for me. I know we'll talk about the public school system uh-huh. uh, eventually, but it's hard for me to sit here and talk about Margaret Sanger without talking about her influences, mm-hmm. like her secular influences, people yeah. who shaped her way of thinking and, in a sense, educated her. Yeah. This... They were... Darwinian. They were feminist. And the sad thing is that she was ever successful. 
Yeah. It's such a shame on our culture and our nation that she was ever successful because as she was, others saw that. Others saw her breaking free Mm -hmm. from a Christian ideology or from Christian values and saw her, quote unquote, successful, obviously successful in the world's eyes. Yeah. And followed suit, John Dewey Mm -hmm. and other liberal people, whether in politics or education, Mm -hmm. what have you, follow suit. And it's devastating what's happened. You embrace the feminist culture and you embrace an evolutionary worldview. And this is where it leads you. Yeah. She was incredibly consistent with her views. She was, I mean, you can see that she was evil in her ideologies, but she was consistent in them. Yeah. Like terrifyingly consistent. Yeah. And so a Christian's response to Planned Parenthood obviously is to not like it, right? And I think most (laughs) Christians are not going to like it, you know? You should be opposed to killing babies. Right. Most are. Most maybe don't want to be confrontational Mm -hmm. when it comes to opposing it, but you need to. And there's one example in my mind of, of hoping to encourage you to, because it works. In the city of Charleston in West Virginia, Christians were protesting at the Planned Parenthood that's there. Mm-hmm. And there, the Planned Parenthood's numbers, uh, since the Christians were protesting. protesting, was dropping like crazy. People were not coming in like they were. And they saw that it was directly because of the protesters, mm-hmm. which led them to then go to the city council and say, we need a law that keeps these protesters across the street and that they're not allowed to hand out information to people who walk by. And it passed. They made enough of a ruckus that this uh, city statute did pass, Mm -hmm. but your efforts do work. Mm -hmm. So go protest the Planned Parenthood in your city if there is one. Look up where the nearest one is. Get some Christians. Motivate some people to go out and protest because it does work. Share the stories or the articles on Facebook or whatever social media that you're on because it does work and courage begets courage. If you could save one life, isn't it worth it? Exactly. Isn't a little bit of discomfort and maybe feeling a little bit awkward standing on a sidewalk holding a sign? If it saves one life or encourages one mother to keep her pregnancy, that should be worth it to a Christian. That baby is created in the image of God. And because Christians have not been taught theologically the importance of the Imago Dei, Mm -hmm. I think we have cheapened as well in our churches the value of life. And I think we always say that judgment begins in the house of the Lord. Well, I think... Honestly, the fact that Planned Parenthood has gotten to be as popular and as quote unquote needed mm-hmm. as it is today is because churches have failed. Yeah. Churches have failed to teach their congregants the importance of life, the value of life. They've um, forgotten or neglected to teach the cultural mandate. We thought it's okay for a newlywed couple to remain. Uh, childless for decades. Mm-hmm. We've not embraced this idea that children are a blessing, that God has given us children as a reward. Yeah, exactly. And because we don't view children as a reward, we view them as a curse, which is exactly how Margaret Sanger viewed children. Yeah. We've now adopted their ideology. So we are in a lot of senses at fault for this culture of death as well. And we need to say enough is enough. Children are a blessing. The Christians in the church need to step up, start having babies, start discipling babies, Mm -hmm. start showing the world that children are, in fact, a blessing. They are a heritage and a gift from God. And then take those children with you out to Planned Parenthood and protest. 
Show the faces of your children to women who are walking in. Make them look at your children and say, "This is what you are killing." Yep. And church leaders, you need to challenge your congregants to do this, to be parents like that, to be a people that love kids. If you want your child to be a sharp arrow, exactly. Start ch- showing them, "Hey, you have a purpose right now. Mm-hmm. You can be used by God right now. Here's a sign. Let me tell you the evils of abortion. Yeah. Come with me to this sidewalk, stand here and beg mothers not to kill your generation." So I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Christian leaders also you are the example. You not only encourage, mm-hmm. but you are the example. So you should be the one uh you should be the first one holding mm-hmm. a sign out there yeah. with your kids. Yeah. And having kids and showing the importance of kids. And we've had some great pastors who have given us this yeah. good Michael example. Michael Mock, our yeah. la- our last assistant pastor, he was out there holding a sign with us. Yep. Yeah. He was he supported us 100% keeping our kids safe on the sidewalk. That's right. It was good. <laughs> So, yeah, it needs to be a whole church family thing. Thank Trump when he does do things that support uh, the abolishment of abortion. And thank your senators or your congressperson. Men and women. Men and women. Yeah. Who actually are trying to make abortion illegal in your state or in your uh, Your city or your county, trying to make your uh, city a sanctuary city. All these different things that happen. Encourage those who are um, fighting that fight. Yeah. And find out how you can be a part of it. Yeah. Because Planned Parenthood is evil, it's wicked, it's demonic, and it needs to be defunded, and it needs to go away. And our land needs to love and cherish people who are made in the image of God. And especially kids, like Erica said, are called a blessing Mm -hmm. and a heritage. So go baptize your kids and take them to the sidewalk to hold signs outside of Planned Parenthood. All right. Okay, with that, I'm done. All right. Okay, okay. We're done. That 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 was really good, though, babe. Good stuff. Now I'm all fired up. Woo! We hope you guys enjoyed a uh, second episode of our series uncovering the origins and how a Christian should think and respond to such organizations, entities, or ideologies. We pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened by the power of the Spirit. And until next time, get woke. Yeah. Let's start with the microphone check. One, two, first. Water to the dry and weary soul of the true church. The kind of things that few search. They say that the truth hurts. Well, this pain is gain, so let's explain the new birth. First things first, can't neglect this at the start. I must preface my remarks with the deadness of the heart. From original sin, the effects of the fall. The sin of our first parents brought death to us all. Since Adam was our federal head, what he did counted for us. In him were all rebels and dead. Yo, captured in the mind, disaster, sin and crimes in a Dark state, Alaska in the winter time, sour in our frames. Left to ourselves, we be devoured in the flames. Cause we're powerless to change. If you feel that way, I pray that you respond happily. As you see what Jesus had to say in John chapter 3. You'll see that.
that verse one is my thesis It's the deepest truth that should get you speechless What scripture teaches will fill in the missing pieces Picture Jesus meeting up with Nicodemus Perhaps it was fright about the other Pharisees Wicked spite against Christ that turned this into naked night He called the rabbi and gave him props Said he was a teacher from God Jesus replied made him stop Regarding the kingdom of God no one's going in In fact you can't even see it unless you're born again That must have consumed and stretched his mind Cause he said can a man enter his mother's womb a second time? Naturalistically the only way for him to hear it Jesus said you must be born of the water and the spirit No other way to enter heaven That sounds like Ezekiel 36, 25 to 27 In this new birth the spirit is the source and the agent The water symbolizes spiritual purification Flesh can only produce flesh that's true and factual Regenerating work of the spirit is supernatural It's kind of like the wind which is free East to west can't perceive the steps You can only see its effects in the same way the Holy Spirit chooses who he pleases to sovereignly open their eyes to the truth of Jesus. For the spirit's mysterious operation uh-huh. We will all be under serious condemnation I'd still be rejecting the sun If God hadn't said let there be light Like Genesis 1 yeah. And just like the light could not refuse to shine Irresistible grace has renewed my mind Let's exalt the king who died and truly is risen The new birth is not the effect of human decision But the cause It changes our natural habitation The situation It's a radical transformation I was cursed and polluted So my dirt was inexcusable With new internal His person is beautiful, his worth is indisputable The lamb is amazing, a standing ovation for his work in the crucible So let us respond with true worship and love To the God who was given new birth from above (laughs) 